welcome to the weekend entertainment edition of the literature and film podcast aka the we laugh our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead either at the cinema or streaming at home and now from a remote location on the east coast in the heart of flying bull production studios your host richard lusk and ryan bull Welcome to episode 149 of Laugh. I'm your host, Ryan Bull. Joining me across the table, as always, is my co-host, Richard Lusk. How are you? Absolutely horrible. Oh, you're coming off your surgery. How was it? It was a nightmare. I woke up in the middle of surgery, started thrashing things about, kicked the nurse. That's not good if your arm's also like half severed because they're working on your rotator cuff. Yeah, it was like something out of a movie. You you sound pretty good. You sound ready to cover all oh, yeah, the box office it. openings for the I June 3rd weekend. I'm excited. Three big movies coming out this weekend, all sorts. One of them I'm not so excited about. Do you want to start with that one then? No, let's start with me before you. I want to do me before you. <laughs> all right. Before we start talking about the movie that you like, let's talk about the movie I'm really excited about. All right. Tell us about this romance It's a drama film, film. <laughs> directed by Taya Sherrock and adapted from the book Me Before You. Stars Amelia Clark. You know who that is? Uh, Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Daenerys Targaryen, the mother of dragons. If you wanted to have a mother, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be bad to have a mother of dragons. No, because that would make me a dragon. That would make though. you a dragon. I'd be a dragon boy. Or you'd have br- dragons for brothers. Or would I be a bull dragon? <laughs> she's, yeah, in the, she's a slight, slight girl. Surprising. In other movies that you see her in, she was last in Terminator Genesis. She didn't look really anything like uh, the Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, she was a, she was a brunette, her natural hair color and that, and yeah, she she looked tiny. In this, she plays young and quirky Louisa, according to IMDb, who moves from one job to the next to help her family make ends meet. And then she meets a caregiver for uh, Will Trainer. I wonder if they're related to the trainers that we know. Probably not, since these are fictional characters. (laughs) A wealthy young banker left paralyzed from an accident two years earlier. He's a cynical man, and his life starts to change when Louisa shows him that life's worth living. This is an uplifting tale, and it'll help me through my time of need. You would think there'd be more action in this film, since the male lead is played by Sam Claflin, who's famous for playing Finnick in Game of Thrones, or in Hunger Games. Oh. And then we have Game of Thrones. With, wow, yeah, it should be a lot more games. Yeah, with Clark. I mean, you, you think that there should be a lot of action and dying and everything. Instead, romance. Hmm. Well, good. Good for them. <laughs> Do away with the with the games is this and all an, the games. Let the games end. Is this just an updated version of Theory of Everything? Uh, no, it's not. Because <laughs> I don't think this guy is a genius that will... Changed uh, the way that we view the world. But you could argue Theory of Everything had Felicity, uh, Felicity Jones. Oh, I thought he said Khaleesi. No, <laughs> Felicity Jones. Yeah. Felicity Jones was, you know, helping him get through life and was there and mm-hmm. was supporting him. Mm-hmm. Isn't this the same thing that Emily Clark is doing? Well, maybe. I don't know yet. I really haven't seen the trailer. I just saw the Emily Clark, or Amelia Clark, not Emily Clark. I like Clark, Emily. It? That's where her close friends call her. <laughs> That's her cousin. That's a distant <laughs> cousin of hers. Uh, wait, wasn't there another movie with, um, Sandra Bullock in it? She's a young Sandra Bullock. 
She's the young version of Sandra Bullock. Are, are you saying while you were sleeping? Yeah, while you were sleeping. Wasn't that similar to that? Wasn't didn't he wake up in a coma or something? He woke up. He in woke a coma? up in a coma. Yeah. yeah. I like that this book was on the USA time or USA Today's best-selling book list, and it was at spot one hundred forty-one. Are you really best-selling if you're in the hundreds? <laughs> yeah. But after they announced this movie, it jumped up to number three. So, so maybe it was a predictive sort of thing. Maybe they knew it was going to be best-selling. Did they call it best-selling book when it came out? It was on the list. This is from Jojo Moyes. Can you call yourself a best-selling book if you're number 250 on the list of best-selling books? Sure. Why not? There's got to be some threshold that you have to sell. I think it's 250. Well, I mean, whatever you are. But it, let's say there's an off week and number 250 only sold co- half dozen copies. Wow, you really think very low of uh, reading in I, America. I think, I'm pretty sure you can be a New York Times bestseller with like 10,000 copies. Like the New York Times bestselling book uh, sold 10,000 copies in its run. I don't even know what they, uh, I, I, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into that during my convalescence. I'd like to know what the numbers on that are because it's 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 shockingly low. The number of books you can sell and still be on the bestseller list. I don't even know what it is in Amazon. I think only a handful of books a year sell a million. I think, you know, a really good selling book is probably about a quarter of a million. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't even, I'm, I'm going to look into that. I'll, right. get, I'll get back to you on that. So, me before you. Yeah. Uh, also coming out this weekend is another Saturday Night Live movie. This is Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping, starring Andy Samberg. Why did you say it was another? It just has that Saturday Night Live feel. Oh, to I thought it. you meant that me before you was Saturday no, Night Live no. movie because that's not my, that's a, the worst skit in the history of Saturday Night Live would be <laughs> slight girl finds paralyzed man and brings his life joy and meaning. <laughs> that's the world's worst Saturday Night Live skit. But this is a is this based on a Saturday Night Live skit or has it just got those Saturday Night this Live? This feels actors? like Andy Samberg just type of shtick. Mm-hmm. He was famous for doing all the music videos on saturday night live when he was on the show yeah i think they hired him with his little troop there the lonely planet or the lonely island yeah lonely island guys i mean those some of those videos are kind of funny yeah i just don't know if you can put a whole movie around it and this thing's only coming in at 86 minutes and my general rule of thumb is if you're under 90 minutes stay away huh it's just not enough movie so you hate all of uh the old disney cartoons so generally oh okay (laughs) it's not a hard and fast rule uh this is about a uh, former boy band member who now has a solo career that's not doing too well and he's trying to retain his celebrity status i think when you start listing the cameos in the you know the trailer showing them or listing them or saying who's going to be all the in the cameos Mm -hmm. then you sort of i I think that you're counting on people not going to see your movie unless they can see a cameo of their favorite star. Yeah. I mean, there's a list of cameos here that it, it's it's three or four lines long. This feels like last year's Entourage movie, where it was all about the cameos. Right, and people pointed that out. But I also was very distracted by the cameos in Trainwreck because it didn't seem sometimes like they were cameos, right? Oh, yeah, they brought the movie to a grinding halt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. It could go in several different ways. Is this uh, one of your like sleeper hits or something? Or did you think about it? Maybe this will do well in future years. I know Andy Samberg did a movie called Hot Rod that I still have students say is their favorite movie of all time. Well, that's not 
saying much. Come it, on, it's now. a cult classic film. Maybe this is another cult classic. Look, there. Maybe are... it's this generation's Spinal Tap. <laughs> okay, maybe. But there are students who also think Ridiculous Six is the funniest movie they've ever seen. So, oh, true. But neither of those are the biggest movie coming out this weekend. No, what's that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Are you ready? Is this it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4? This is the fifth live action film, though how much live action it is is debatable since the turtles are completely CGI. Oh, really? Everything about them? Yeah. Wow. They're, well, they did motion capture. If they're mutants, how come they're not with the X-Men? Because they're not part of Marvel. Hmm. I'm just so, saying, they're contemporary with the X-Men. This is the Turtles movie everyone has wanted since there was <laughs> okay. the first Turtles movie. The Turtles returned to save the city they're nothing from a like, new threat. They're nothing like the Turtles of the youth. Or, you know, the cartoon Turtles. That look now they are. No, they're not. Because now we get Shredder, or we had Shredder in the last film. We get Rotsteady and Bebop, and Krang is coming. These things are those characters from... Uh, the 1990s or whatever mm-hmm. on steroids and they've been taking steroids since the 1990s oh, this movie looks like so much fun is megan fox in it yeah she is she comes back as or uh, is she playing a school girl reporter in the new trailer so she's not she, the... she's a reporter somewhere and to sneak in she starts burying her midriff and dressing like a naughty school girl school girl reporter isn't she in it her 30s makes no sense <laughs> okay. i know uh, Stephen Amell is playing Casey mess. Jones. I don't, what does that mean? He's uh, the turtle's buddy who wears a hockey mask oh, and helps okay. them fight I crime. I thought he was one of the monkeys. Uh, Stephen Amell is famous for playing Green Arrow on the TV show Arrow. Ooh, that's a draw. He also wrestled at SummerSlam well over a year ago. Okay, so it appeals to that contingent. Yeah, and Will Arnett's coming back to be the you know comedic foil for the rest of the movie. <sighs> I am looking forward to You're really going to go see this. Are you going to see it in 3D? Oh, that could be awesome. Are they releasing it in 3D? I'm almost positive Mm. they are. Is this one of your picks for the box office challenge? I can't remember if you had it or not. I'm pretty sure that I didn't pick the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but how would you not Yes, I do. I do have it. So, hmm, you could jack up way ahead of me here. Uh, You'll have three movies in. I was not excited about the last film. I watched it. Wasn't great. This seems to be the essence of Turtles. Okay. This is everything you wanted from the cartoon, and now it's live action. Whatever. <laughs> it's the mark of the end of society. When they t- little I, I'll drive you. Just, you're getting a little no. stir-crazy being inside the house all the time after your surgery. I won't be doing Let's this. go to the movies. No. If, if you had to go see one of the three new movies this weekend. Me before you. <laughs> see, see the uplifting? I, t- I already, I already say this at the beginning. I have to go see me before you. All right. Fair enough. I can't I, wait to see me before you. I'll be seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, you know that I like those character driven dramas. Yeah. Film dramas. It speaks to your very soul and essence. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you're staying at home and you're streaming stuff, what should you go watch then? Well, if you want to stream something interesting on Amazon, you should check out Parade's End. It's a five episode. HBO miniseries that's now on Amazon. It's based on Ford Maddox Ford's tetralogy of books from around the turn of the last century set in uh, a war-torn Europe with uh, English aristocrats and how they deal with the 
life on the trenches and you know having to deal with um you know world war one I, I i first was interested in this because we just got done teaching all quiet on the western front and paths of glory and i wondered if there was anything else out there that would have uh, a similar um thematic resonance that i could include in a film study and although this movie has some nudity in it i i I don't really think that, uh, and as such, it's not going to be something that you can show to classes or to students. It's a good thing for adults to watch. So that's why you're sharing Amazon it with the Prime. laugh audience. Yeah. Whatever laugh audience is out there that sort of likes Downton Abbey, they might be interested in parades in. Because it stars Benedict Cumberbatch as this English aristocrat, and he has this harridan wife of his who's interested in social, you know, the social aspect of life. Played by Rebecca Hall, and both of those are pretty decent actors, actresses, or actor one, actress the other. He uh, feels a sense of duty and responsibility and uh, dignity, propriety, all of these things that we have no more of. (laughs) Honor. So I like those themes, and I like movies that deal with those themes. Sadly, he gets into a love affair with a young suffragette played by Adelaide Clemens. And he has to deal with the ramifications of being in a relationship with someone that he cannot love or he cannot express his love to because it's against the social order. Although his wife has no problems sleeping around. Hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's in the very first. It's actually the first scene of the movie. All right. Fair enough. So that's Parade's End. Parade End. I should also mention Stephen Graham is in this. Stephen Graham played the character Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire, and he sort of steals the show as a critic, uh, sort of a literary critic. And I'm wondering if he's a reference to someone in Ford Maddox Ford's real life, because this movie uh, probably has a lot of autobiographical information included in it. I think you have to know this world to really understand and enjoy this world, but it's a good, uh, it'll be a good thing to watch if you're interested in those kinds of themes and ideas and those actors and that's available on amazon prime it's my amazon prime pick of the week i like it uh what about if you got the gold netflix what should you go watch or this is a new movie from netflix they put it out at the beginning uh, earlier this month or back in uh may actually and it's not the greatest movie but it does have a lot of insight into where we might be headed in terms of virtual reality story of it's called creative control it's a story of an ad an an ad man what is that called in that uh what's that what's that madman yeah madman advertising agent advertising admin yeah he's like a marketing guru and he's hired to uh market out this uh, form of virtual reality and they give him a donor pair of glasses to wear sort of like google glass but he uh or whatever the other you know, alternate virtual reality. Oculus Rift. Those kinds of things, except you wear them in real time. So you put on these glasses, they're see-through glasses. No one ever, it connects to all of your uh, technology, your emails and all that other stuff. And you have instant access to information about people that they don't know that you have, like their name, for example, or address. It can, you know, it reads their phones or it reads who they are, it recognizes them. And in the course of this movie, this character Christopher, no, his name is well. He's played by the care by the actor and the director Benjamin Dickinson, and um, his name is David, and he falls in love with the wife of one of his friends, 
and he creates a virtual avatar of her. And it's sort of that story told out in a somewhat creative way. The movie's black and white. Uh, again, it's produced by Netflix and put out by Netflix. So uh, there's a little bit of production value to it that more than you would expect with a sort of an independent movie like this. But I think it's worth it. It's worth it to sort of examine the themes that were first brought up in that movie, Her, or any movies that deal with virtual reality, like uh, Matrix, stuff like that. It's did not ever... as exciting as that, but I know I never did watch Her. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's great. Not interested. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so that's uh, Creative Control, and that's available on Netflix? Yep, that's my net pick. Good picks this week. I like them. Yeah. Now, if you have the gold red box, there's a great movie that's coming out this week. Right. And it ties in great with Me Before You. Okay. Because it's got the Game of Thrones connection. This is Gods of Egypt, <sighs> starring Jamie Lannister. Oh, okay. You like that guy, uh, Nicola Coster-Waldu? Yeah, yeah. He's in the movie Headhunters, uh, the great, greatest Norwegian film of all time, <laughs> which you still haven't seen. Still need to watch that. Uh, <sighs> this film also has Gerard Butler from 300 fame. He was most recently in London Has Fallen. He should be back in those rom-coms. From, like me before you, instead of this movie. You don't want to see him playing an Egyptian god? No. I like the rom-com, I told you. Well, I'm renting this. I'm looking forward to this popcorn Yeah, let me know, fantasy it. Let me know how it works out. I think it's going to be the best Egyptian action movie since The Mummy. Okay, that was what, 1994 or something like that? Nah, like 98. All right, 98. It's Fair probably enough. also the last Brendan Egyptian Frazier. action. Yeah. Last blow. They're making, they're remaking that. Isn't Tom Cruise attached to that? I think they're doing the horror mummy. Okay. Uh, yeah. With Tom Cruise? Am I right? Tom Cruise, yeah. Okay. He's going to be in that. And Channing Tatum. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I no, really I think they're filming that one, so that should be out in the next Sweet. year or so. So, looking forward to that, but I think Gods of Egypt should be a, a lot of fun. It's probably a pretty silly action film, but pretty good if you get together a bunch of people to watch it and just laugh and have fun. Enough, Sometimes those that. are the best action movies to go and watch. Don't be dragging me out of my convalescence to watch that. Yeah, how much praise would I have to give this film for you to go watch it? I wouldn't believe you. I really? wouldn't believe you, even if you, you... I don't think you'd be able to convince me to watch it. It's hard to get you to go watch action films if you've already made up your mind against them. Yeah. I mean, a year later, I'm still trying to get you to watch John Wick. Yeah, I won't watch that. <laughs> and it's arguably the best action movie made in the last 10 years. Nope. I'm going to see it. All right. Fair I'm enough. So, uh, on the Redbots, like I said, Gods of Egypt, go watch it. If you've got Netflix, you're saying go watch Creative Control, Amazon Prime, go watch Parade End. Parade's End. Parade's End. And there are three movies coming out this weekend Me Before You, which is your recommendation to go watch. Neither of us is recommending Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. And I'm saying go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Good luck. It's, it's going to be awesome turtle fans good luck with that cowabunga, cowabunga dude <laughs> so uh thank you for joining me thank you there be dragons Box of